This is a wrestling television show. Only ladies, lady wrestling. Just like the big guys, but girls. Get it? Girl on girl. What? So like Hulk Hogan? If one of you turns out to be Hulk Hogan, I've hit the fucking jackpot. Welcome, binge buddies, to Geek Salad episode 161, Hulu and Screw. <laughs> I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. And today we are talking about our bingeable television delights. <laughs> oh, so many. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and uh, just a quick note to the title of uh, Hulu and Screw. Today, because if you've ever seen, I think John Oliver might have done one of these, and now... Newscasters totally fucking up Netflix and chill. Yes. <laughs> one of my one of my bosses today was talking about, yeah, you can go home and you can set up your phone and you can Netflix and chill, and I'm like, no, you sex pad. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't know No, you, you sex don't. bad. You sex bad bad man. That's news news. Yeah. So, so today, yes, we are talking all about our favorite bingeable, bingeable television shows. Got a lot of social media feedback on that before we go into our own lists. Yeah, I just, I just now saw the uh, pick three quotation marks there. Crap! I got to whittle my list down a bit. <laughs> it's okay. We're probably not going to talk all that much about half of them, right? Well, I mean, yeah, probably not. All right. I mean, plus a lot of the, a lot of the social media feedback kind of that's going to eat up a lot. Of yeah, speaks, yeah, it speaks, you know, kind of took a lot of my list though. So, let's start with John Saul, who brings up the blacklist. Does anybody watch this show in any irregular in any regularity? I haven't for the last couple of seasons. I used to watch it live. Yeah, and it is. It makes a good. If it was a show that I didn't know about beforehand, if it's just something I just discovered, it'd make a very good bingeable show. Yeah, okay. I watched the first episode. It seemed good. Didn't didn't really catch me, though. Lizzie gets on your nerves real quick. Oh. I think James Spader the main, the looks main, like the, a... The main female protagonist. Oh. I think oh, James okay. Spader looks like a potato uh, placed on top of a suit. Uh, he's the best thing about that show. I know he is, but he's aged yes. so horribly. It's, like, sad. Like, what? tears to your eyes kind of sad how poorly he's aged. <laughs> You know it to be true, Catherine. Yep. <laughs> John also brings up Winona Earp. Not all that familiar with this show, but... I have not seen it. I've, I've heard of it. I've, I've heard of it. I thought I might want to watch it at some point, but... Don't that you can add that to your list. Of things I would watch ever? If you maybe. had... Maybe. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> That's the thing with this. Is like My list is so heroically short because I don't watch a lot of TV anymore. Yep. So, all right. Then John brings up the latest Voltron... Boys, I, I watched that religiously. I love that show. I've watched the first uh, three episodes. It's it's good. Don't get me wrong. I just there are other things that I kind of prefer to spend my breaks on. All right, I for mean, now, for now. I mean, every I'm assuming I, from, from from my point of view, it does a very good. It did a very good job of updating and kind of not. It it did it because it. Voltron, if you know anything about the history of Voltron and, and how it's so different from the Japanese, the original Japanese anime. Oh, yeah. It's, it does a good job of updating it 
kind of make it one cohesive mythology and I mean I really enjoy it it, it and you know it wakes up the the 10 year old in me <laughs> easily it, it did the first episode did surprise me um, because I I was expecting a different person to well, the pilot thing, one of the lions well the, one of the things that the show does very very good that the original Voltron does is it it does a good job of character development the, the yeah. guy, they are not one-dimensional characters like you remember them. From you don't the have show. like the two heart fro- heart throbs, the girl, the child, and the fat guy who just does nothing but eat. Well, that's the do. way it starts off. No, that you do, and that's the way it starts off. And you're thinking, oh, this is just going to be typical eighty schlock. But no, they do a very good job of developing the characters, giving them motivations, and and it. it Overall, I highly recommend it. Right, right, because right now Lance is just bugging the hell out of me. Well, he's all yeah, but he's. He's always, Lance is always Lance. Yeah. All right. John uh, finally brings up uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I wouldn't call that bingeable. That's not bingeable, no. It's, I guess if you're watching, like, I think Netflix still has the Star Trek series, like, as a thing. Yeah. And if you're catching up with it, I can, you know, I can definitely understand. It's not, it's nobody's first go at Star Trek. No. No. No one's like, oh, man, I'm in a Star Trek mood. What am I going to watch? For me, what? it was Next Generation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember, I mean, DS9 to me was the um, get uh, college, get home from my crappy college kitchen job, get out of my filthy clothes, and go drink. That was that, it was on the TV when I was doing all of that. Yeah. What a coincidence. That's your, that's your daily routine right now. It is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so then, uh, friend of the show, Dave McLean, who has an awesome book called The Time Traveler's Resort and Museum. It's on Amazon, folks. Um, yes, it is. Uh, says that I have watched enough Doctor Who that it should qualify as a sickness or a religion or both. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, any TV show with Lee Pace in it that somehow managed to last less than thirty episodes, like Wonder Falls or Pushing Daisies. Doctor Who, I, I would completely agree. That is because I mean, especially the first, the first season. Well, not the first season, but the two thousand five season yep. with Christopher Eccleston. That one is insanely bingeable. Mm-hmm. I binged that one uh, when we were doing our Doctor Who episode, our show, like five years ago. Yeah. I binged that entire season. It's I like loved thir- it. Thirteen episodes, but as you go along, you you start picking out little inter- interesting clues that link everything together. Yep. I'm the Doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. Cool. cool. Yeah. Um. So then. Uh, Lou Zanka brings up, and also Steve Day brought this one up too. Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai. <laughs> yes, yes, I agree. Steve picked up the free month of Red Tube, of uh, Red Tube. Sorry, porn. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube, YouTube Red. Um, and just that the only reason why he did it was to watch Cobra Kai. Well, to be fair, he also picked up Red Tube. <laughs> Is that? To be fair, he also picked the bread too. I'm sure he did too. I'm sure yeah. Cobra Kai is a lot different than Red Tube than it is on YouTube. Indeed, indeed. Oh, man. Thoughts on this? Because I mean, I was never the biggest Karate Kid fan to begin with. I don't think you have to be. Because <coughs> um, I've watched the first three or four episodes. I, I've I'm, I've been in YouTube Red ever since the beginning because yep. I fucking hate the commercials. Yeah. Um, and but I mean it does. Not being a fan of the show, I don't think it disqualifies you from enjoying uh, Cobra Kai because it's more about it's more about uh, Johnny and Dan, uh, Daniel's 
kind of relationship with each other, but yeah. also with their families. It's really more about relationships and families than it is about karate. It's just karate is just kind of in there to act as a kind of a, a vehicle. Okay. I know Mike C love, loves it. So. No kidding. I know. No, no, Shock, it, it, I know. Shocker, but it really is good. In fact, they also uh, in the first episode they uh, kind of point out the fact that technically Daniel's crane kick was an illegal hit. Yeah. <laughs> they like um, if that's not a sanctioned karate oh, like, move, like sweeping the leg was. Well, no, no yeah, they they, uh, they they were talking about that. This is a guy whose ass you kicked. Uh, listen, it was a really close match, but if you want to get technical. I kicked his face. <laughs> I'm just busting your chops. It was an illegal kick. Oh, illegal? Really? Come on, what about that elbow to my knee? Yeah, I got a warning. You got the win. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No fighting in the showroom, guys. <laughs> so next up, ah, Julie Murphy, who we are doing um, our our video hangouts with. Yeah, and we just did, came up from a live We just came up from a live feed. She hosts this. a podcast, One Little Spice, which is also on Podbean, mm -hmm. and all of the places, like iTunes and Stitcher and... Everything, and she and I just tried to get us signed up for Spotify today. <laughs> and if you're a fan of Disney or Disney food or food, you owe it to yourself to listen to this. Please, one. listen to it. It's um, onelittlespice.podbean.com. Yes, they're also Podbean. Yes. All right, so Julie Murphy brings up one of my personal favorite shows, Parks and Recreation. It's like the movie Expendables 2. First time, hated it. Second time, hated it. Third time, it was okay. But then the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, tenth time I watched it, I realized something. It's just, it's not good. It's not a good movie. Um, I love Parks and Recreation. You guys look like you've never seen an episode. Never seen an episode. All I know is the Ron, Ron Swanson memes. That's okay. all I know about Parks and Recreation. I, I watched it. I watched the, um, the Patton Oswalt. Oh, and Chris Pratt. Oh, you watched the, the Patton Oswalt bit where he did the filibuster. Oh, yeah. To merge Marvel and Disney together. And Star Wars. And Star Wars together. It was awesome. <laughs> I've seen that. I saw, I saw that because it went viral. Parks and Recreation is one of those shows that, much like her next show that she brings up, The Office, improve, I think it improves on its source material because they took it from being that she's just a good-natured doofus mm -hmm. to actually caring about her friends and being a good person and all the shenanigans that happen when, you're, when your boss works for the government yet hates the government. <laughs> Ron Swanson's got great lines like uh, "clear, clear liquid is for um, divorced women on diets," and, and he would like all the eggs. With all the eggs and bacon. bacon. When I say all, I don't mean lots. I mean all of the eggs and bacon. <laughs> Julie also brings up The Office. Sure, we've all seen that, right? I know. Real, why, why are you looking at me like that? Really. No? No. Nope. I, I, well, I've, the UK I've, seen the, the, I've seen the original English, British Office. That's it. Okay. I watched the first episode of the British no. Office and... Richard Gervais? Yeah. I, I never, I've never bothered with the American Autumn language. and I watched this weekly, like, first run to its point of this show should have ended a long time ago. <laughs> she used to have dreams that Jim and Pam were her friends. <laughs> That's how obsessed she was with the show. Julie also brings up Friends. Yep. That's not a bingeable show. Ugh. It's it's again, it's bingeable if you're watching full season DVDs or it's on your streaming service. I don't, don't consider let you see that. Didn't watch it. You didn't watch it first run because I watched it first I run. I watched it first run. I don't consider it a good show, but that's just me. I'm not a, yeah, I'm not a fan of it either. Well, I, I only watch I, I mean I, when it, 
came out, I was in college, and it was like the Thursday night thing to do because there's nothing to do yeah. on Thursday night up in Vermont. I bonded with a black guy. It's in Vermont. What? It's in Vermont. There's nothing to do. Hey guys, in she's talking about bonding with a black guy. I, oh, I bonded. Sorry. I bonded. She likes with, grape soda. I bonded with a black guy in college. Uh, from the guy was from Harlem. We bonded over our dislike for friends. Oh, because excellent. It was oh, such well. an unrealistic show. Booyah. You killed Black Tom Cassidy, you fucking racist. <laughs> and I also pissed off a friend of, you know, somebody that had been a friend and never spoke to me again. I was, she was like, oh, come on, you know somebody like that from friends? And I said, no, none of my friends are that dumb. Yeah. Never talked to me wow. again. Wow. Wow. That's, that's harsh. Yeah. They just turned into awful, awful human beings. Oh, just like Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh. And then Julie brings up uh, The Magicians. I agree with I that agree one. I agree with that one. I've never yeah. seen it. Is that, is that TNT? TNT. Sci-fi. T- no, TNT. Yeah, no. No, you're right. It is sci-fi. I'm sorry. You are all right. Sci-fi. Sci-fi. But uh, the the first season first on Netflix. First CBS. Yeah, and uh, they are. The, the, <laughs> it is certainly not for. Um, it is a hard PG-13. Okay. Oh, oh. There are a few moments where the drift into R. Very much so. Yeah. Like just in terms of violence, because uh, language, language, really? sexuality, so violence. I mean, no, yeah. you know, you're not gonna outright see a, a nipple, but you right. Know, it's, it's suggested. But it, is it a lot like FXX, yeah. where they're allowed to say shit without any? Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. There are episodes where demon cum is very much evident and visible. Get it right. He was a god. He wasn't a demon. He was a god. Yeah, well, whatever. Boys, boys, boys. But no, I mean, I. That's actually, because I didn't watch the first run. Uh, Diane watched it. She loved the show. And she watched the first run, and it came up on Netflix. And I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll give it a shot." Yeah. And, and I sat through the first entire season, and I'm like, "Yep, this is good. I'm, I'm in." Yeah, I actually watched the entire first season when I went uh, went down to Florida for a uh, celebration. Okay, uh, I I was just looking for something to do on the plane, and I popped down. I was like, "Okay, I've heard of this." Like, whoa. Okay, let's see. next episode. Next episode. Next episode. <laughs> and well, that's the thing that makes a good bingeable show. It's like you're hooked as soon as yeah. you like. You want to see what's next. What's yeah. going to happen next? Yeah. So and then Julie find, uh, wraps up with Supernatural. I swear, man, you gotta update your cassette tape collection. Why? Well, for one, they're cassette tapes, and two, Black Sabbath, Motorhead, Metallica. It's the greatest hits of mullet rock. Yeah. House rules, Sammy. Driver picks the music. Shotgun shuts his cake hole. Definitely uh, bingeable. It's bingeable when you first watch it, but after like the first five seasons, it's oh, like... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, first five seasons, some of six is worth watching, but after that, it's, after you, it's like, you watch to, to know what the story is. Like, I'm going to end up binging this current this season that just wrapped up to find out what's going on, because I just couldn't make my evening. Yeah, right, it's like, yeah... And, as much as I like Buffy and Angel, I've actually never watched a single episode of Supernatural. I've heard. I, I, they said watch the first five seasons are, are arguably the best. It shows up on the TVs in my gym all the goddamn time. Well, it's 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 constant rotation on TNT and yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was written. You know, the, it was originally conceived of the first the, the five seasons. It was going to be a five season story and done. And then the CW was like, you know, we don't have a lot of good shows. <laughs> Can we keep renewing you? And people were like, we'll take the money. Like, Eric Kirk, he, he told the story, he was done. Right, he left. He, he, he's he, no longer he, producing he, the show. He handed, yeah. off, he handed off the reins and was like, sure, go nuts. I'll take the residuals. Bye. Gather around the campfire, ye. Let me tell you about the story of the CW show that was canceled in its first season. <laughs> they don't exist. Nope. No, no, they don't. 
All right. So Chris brings up um, right now. I'm binging the classic Doctor Who on BritBox, another streaming service we don't talk about nearly enough. Yeah, I, I actually need to resubscribe to that. And uh, now also, have money again. The Vicar of Dibley. Which is I like, loved that show. I, I used to watch that a lot. It's honestly the most British title in the history of you British things. Watched, you don't, I've heard about it. It's Don French. It's Don French, but it's so... it's You know what? It's so heartfelt and such a... It's, I hate... I mean, I, I, I'm going to come it, off cheesy saying this, but it's such a sweet show. It's so much fun. Is Don French also the mind behind uh, Absolutely Fabulous? No. No, no she's not part of French. And Saunders, though. Jennifer Saunders is part of AbFab. Okay, yeah, because I'm, I'm not a fan of AbFab. Absolutely right, ridiculous. but Jennifer Saunders is just she is a, a comic treasure. Um, <laughs> Chris also wants to binge Community at some point in the future, but also reacquaint himself with Arrested Development before season five is released. That's a bingeable show, Arrested Development. Absolutely a bingeable show. Oh yeah, constant uh, storyline that goes throughout serialized uh, sitcom. Yeah. Uh, did you guys watch the um, Star Wars uh, narr- narrated by uh, Ron Howard? Uh, yes. Who is she? She's beautiful. She's his sister. (laughs) (laughs) And they keep showing the thing of Pete Rose sliding into first. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to watch Solo. All right. Uh, Mike C. brings up It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That show never gets old. I've been watching this first run for so long, I don't know what it's like to watch four episodes in a row. It is bingeable. Again, it's one of those things, like Supernatural, like after the first few seasons, it's, the way I described it, it's, it's Seinfeld for crack addicts. Oh, it's, it's Sein- Seinfeld it's, on meth. If you wanted to find a group of people less, more despicable than the characters in Seinfeld. It's these people. Yeah. They do have but some... But the, the thing is, they, they make no pretensions about their despicableness. Mm. Whereas Seinfeld, they, they try to come off. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. I can't believe you did that. Right. No, these, these they are despicable. The people that know method. it and they own it. Nope. All right. So next up, Audra Harding um, says she just finished The Office. Now she's watching Ozarks, which I've heard is excellent. I haven't gotten around to seeing it. Never heard. Yeah, of it. Um, sorry, Justin Bateman. Right? Justin Bateman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, waiting for the next season of Wentworth. Californication and Weeds are on there too, despite having watched them at least three or four times already. Haven't watched Californication. I'd feel weird watching Californication just because I'm David Duchovny. Dave Duchovny getting naked and doing it versus Fox Mulder. I saw the movie with him and Angelina Jolie where he was like a, dro- a doctor that had was on drugs and ended up working for the mob. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah. I know what you're so, yeah. yeah, there was another movie um, that he did. Oh, yeah, Red Shoe Diaries, which was like, oh, he's just the narrator. Thank God. <laughs> Red Shoe Diaries. Wasn't that the, the late night Showtime? Yeah, it was late match? night Showtime. Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you a tale of eroticism. <laughs> okay. No? Moving on. All right. I, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Allie Kerper brings up Shit's Creek. I'm so bummed there were only three seasons. Oh, my fucking God. So funny. Uh, yes, uh, it is. I've never watched it. Is it good? Diane loves this show, Shit's Creek. It's with Eugene Levy. It's, it's, it's written by Eugene Levy and his son, who uh-huh. plays one of the characters. Um, it's Does he also have the crazy O'Hara. eyebrows? Hmm? Does he also have the crazy eyebrows too? Oh, of course, yeah. No, oh. and it's also his uh, Catherine O'Hara plays his wife. What, oh. what it is is Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara's characters were these rich people. They have these two kids. They were like insanely rich. You know, she's an ex uh, 
washed up actress but doesn't know she's a washed up actress and they lose all their money so then they have to move into this like motel out in the middle of East Bumpa, California <laughs> trying really? to make do and it's so so funny and and Allie there is a fourth season uh, according to Diane it's on Pop TV so when does Ron Howard narrate it because <laughs> that's pretty much the plot to Arrested Development yeah. right there oh yeah well <laughs> it's not as absurdist as a uh, as uh, Arrested Development is. All right. Then Ali also brings up uh, episodes of The West Wing. No, also episodes. No, and oh, the West episodes Wing. and The West Wing. I tried watching episodes. I couldn't get into it. What is the episode? It's um, Joey from Friends. Matt LeBlanc. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's, he's like playing a... himself. Yeah. Yep. But he's like a, is that an exaggerated version of yep. himself. Of course, that's what you do. Yeah. And then the West Wing, which I've never watched a single frame of. Really? I, I no. think I've watched a, a, a couple episodes. I'm a big fan of Aaron Sork- Sorkin's walking, talking dialogue. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind it, but it's kind of dense beat something to be yeah. watching. And then Jonna brings up The Good Place. Discovered it while on a cruise last year and binge watched the whole season when I got home. That's, uh, that's, that's uh, Ted Danson and um, Christian Bell. Yes, thank you. I was gonna. I was actually gonna say uh, Princess Anna. Anna. Yeah. yeah. Janet. What's that? What's that? What's this? Her memory's still being rebooted because, oh, you know, someone murdered her. Janet, could you please locate the file for an Eleanor Shellstrop born in 1982, yes. Phoenix, Arizona, USA? Sure. Anything else? No, Janet, this is actually a, a cactus. This might take a while. Whee! So, anyone watch that, The Good Place at all? No. Not yet. That's another one that, like, if I ever have time to binge something, I'll watch it. Sucks working, huh? Yeah, that and my husband doesn't like television and cannot binge watch. Really? Really? Joe can't binge watch? He, he, he can't sit still that long. Like, no, that's true, yeah. He, he's, you know, being that passive for that much time. Like, I can get him through a couple episodes of something, but then he's like, we gotta do something else now. Wow. Yeah, I'm he's not. Like, he's, like, he's like, okay. Starting, yeah. at, starting in July, I'm pretty sure you can pick up some brownies and might help him out with that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, no, he's like, it's like, we put up a couple episodes, he'll be on the computer, and I'll be like, you have to watch this part. And then after that, he's like, okay, do you want to play Magic now? Or anything? Well, we do, like, when we watch, when we watch to binge, it's usually, all right, do you have another one in you? Do you have another one in you? Do you have another oh, one in you? That's what she said. Oh, hey. She's the whole reason why we're cutting it off in the first place. Mm. Ah. All right, so we're going to do our roundtable on our own bingeable shows. Now, thank you, by the way, everyone who oh, yes, um, quite. Yes, got back you. to us. Yeah. That was a good conversation. So one thing I did ask, because we talked about them last year, we're skipping all the Netflix stuff. Even though I will say it is getting harder and harder to fucking binge watch the latest seasons of anything that on uh, Marvel's Netflix. Yeah, some, some like, uh, like the Punisher. If uh, it, I mean, I can watch like maybe two episodes of that in a row, but then I got to take a break. I got to take it. It's so heavy, and the problem well, is that's the, that's the thing with Jessica Jones. It's yeah, it is so it's like okay, I got to take a break. From this. Oh yeah, season yeah. one, I season could one, not. Like, yeah, yeah, I can go three we, episodes. We watched like, it. I got to take a break. I wait, yeah, wait. we watched it one episode at a time. Yeah, that was that was what you had to do. Well, with the Punisher, like that premiered like what in August or something? Uh, it was in the summer. Oh, no, it was October, I think. October. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So when it came out, one of my coworkers, Patrick, said he just like sat down, and watched all thirteen episodes, and he's like, the one running theme throughout the entire thing is 
Frank's asleep, watches wife gets killed in front of him, and then he just like rises from from sleep like no. And that's the cliche of every right. you know shell shocked uh, army vet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I haven't watched the show since October. I'm like halfway through episode three. I put it on first thing. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's like, God damn it. That 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 kind of fades as this, in the second half. Of the it season. doesn't feel like it's going to. But the thing the thing yeah, is like with Daredevil with Daredevil you just you're waiting for the next fight is what it was. Yeah. Mm. You know, you were waiting for to see that. But he didn't next care that way. And you ca- you cared about Foggy, and you cared about Karen, right. and so you wanted to see what happened to them, and you were getting mad at Matt for fucking everything up. But you need to see all these shows need to cut three episodes out though. For, for me, the first season of Daredevil is bingeable. <laughs> the second season, well, you gotta watch yeah, the first four episodes. I took a break. But you know I did take a break. break. No, but you know what? You know what? For, for me, the Marvel shows and just any bingeable show in general. 13 episodes, I think, is a perfect length. I think that's... I'm I'm going to do you one better. I think 10. 10 just seems to be the sweet spot. I think, Less filler. I think they More killer. I think they could have cut at least two episodes out of Luke Cage, season one. Every mm. single one of these Marvel shows could have easily cut out two, if not three episodes. Not all of them, but a couple of them could, absolutely. I think they could have made Iron Fist four episodes. Oh, nobody cared well, about Iron Fist. Yeah, or none, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't mind We're some We're parts of but Iron Fist. I didn't mind some parts. Were we not going to talk about these? Yeah, I know. We just started. All right, yeah. all right. <laughs> so anyway, Catherine, why don't you start off with your with one of yours? What what, right. what have you binged? What have I binged? I think I feel like I invented binging, <laughs> or at least for me, by watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm telling you, I've seen this somewhere before. I just can't remember where. I mean, it's, it's like the end of the world. Again? Again? It's, um, the earthquake. That symbol is, um... I told you. I said end of the world, and you're like, poo-poo, Southern California, poo-poo. I'm so very sorry. My contrition completely dwarfs the impending apocalypse. Uh, I'm right there with you. I taped that onto video cassettes. I had two boxes of video cassettes under my under my couch, oh, and man. I would just sit down and watch. Oh yeah. yeah. And then I got the watchers' guides for all the episodes I'd missed recording. No. Oh. So that I could fill in the blanks and then move on to the next episode that I had on tape. Oh yeah. But me, I would do that for like a day. It, it was like the first two seasons on VHS, and then they started releasing DVDs. And I was like, oh. But the first season, but the second season, yeah, the third season. That was like that with Mystery Science Theater. That's another show you can't really binge watch. No, and two it's, hour, it's and two hour movie, is two like, hours yeah, of pop. No. Uh, that's not really binge. Nah, I have to do it. I'm not one play. I, I, I have. Well, don't worry, I, I have I, done it. But. I, I can with some episodes, but the stuff, the the new reboot, I I couldn't. no, you can't. No, it, yeah, that's no. a one and done. <laughs> no, no. All right. So what about what about uh, Buffy? Anything you have to say about it? Or you just it was just so. It was it was really good, and I actually you know my my husband bought me the twentieth anniversary Watcher's Guide for Christmas, and so I was like, well, you've never seen it, so now that you've bought me this, you have to watch. And I'd forgotten how good it was. Mm-hmm. Like I knew how good it was, and then I was like, okay, I'm over it, and I, I you know sold my discs to uh, Newbury Comics because I knew I could get more someday. Yeah. And it's on Hulu, and I'm watch, and we're watching it, and he was like, he gets really into it. He loves Spike. Oh, well, who doesn't? Come on. Yeah. Although he's like, they should have just, they should have just let him go. They shouldn't have brought him back. And I was like, come on, come on, you love Spike. And uh, it's just so much, it's so much fun. And we've gotten the, the first few seasons now. We're taking a breather, but we will get back to it, and we'll we'll finish cool. it off. 
Cool. It was the it was the first season Angel episode that really got me hooked. Me, I was like, whoa, this is this show's got a lot to say. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's it had a lot to say. It's still very you know, still very resonant. It mm-hmm. still speaks to people. And it was, you know, there was. Uh, it, it, it actually set off like a, you know a lot of a lot of shows these days a lot of teen shows these days definitely owe what they've got to Buffy. Oh, yeah. I would say that the Arrowverse yeah. wouldn't exist if it not for Buffy. Absolutely, no, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, well, Arrowverse exists because of Smallville, which exists because of Buffy. Right. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's it's father's father's father. <laughs> yep. Joe. All right. I'm sorry, Catherine. Were you done? Yeah. All right. Sorry. Okay. There's, there, we could do a whole show on Buffy, but we won't. Right. No. I never watched it. Maybe, maybe we will someday. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> us three. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is going way back, like when YouTube first came out. Because when I, when I used to work at the car dealership, you used to have it like once, one day a week off, and I, you know, after I do the housework, I get bored and kind of like figure out what I need to do. And then I discovered Top Gear. Is it a proper Jag? So what you mean is, is this car slightly caddish? Mm. That's what you actually mean? Yes. Is the person who drives it a bit... Oh, what's the word? I'm not quite sure how to sum it up. But the sort of person who would go away for a weekend with his wife to a hotel, some romantic place, and spend the entire night flirting outrageously with a waitress. And it's OK because he's got a Jag. <laughs> <laughs> That's and a then... Jag You can get away with anything. I'm terribly sorry. I ran over your dog. Ooh, in my jazz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Hell Lord. yeah. On, on YouTube, that was, because that was, you know, that was the only way you could watch it. Well, I, I discovered Top Gear and Torrent at the same time. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I would sit there on my days off, and there's 22 seasons of Top Gear. Well, actually, at the time, well, at the time, there was only 20. It was up to season 18, 19. But it's like yeah. two... It's like each... Season is like a half a year, right? It's not like it was on for twenty years. Yeah, no, 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 no. It, yeah. yeah, it's like with well, the first season the series. They, they call them series in, in yeah. The, in the first UK. series came out in two thousand five. No, no, nineteen ninety five. No, well, I'm I'm not talking about the original. I'm talking oh, about the, 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 the Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah, yeah. but anyway, so I'd sit there on my days off, and I would binge, and I would sit through eight hours <laughs> on my computer, YouTube, just plastered watching Top Gear. And it wasn't so much, I mean, the cars and everything were cool, but it's just the interaction between the three hosts. I mean, yeah. Jeremy Clarkson's cynicism and Richard Hammond's kind of enthusiasm for everything and James May, Captain Slow. It's just like, oh, it was awesome. It, it, was, it, was, it was so easy to just get sucked in. My, my first episode was, uh, I, I just can't remember, I watched and I saw the episode where they... Uh, Richard and uh, and James are on the boat yeah. going to Norway, and Jeremy Clarkson is in the um, Mercedes SLR, SLR, SLR yeah. and he's driving from England to oh, Norway wow. nonstop. Well, he did. He, have dro- to he, stop. he well, he did, but he was trying to do it nonstop. Yeah, and, and well, the great the greatest testament to the show is a non car guy like Mike. Oh yeah, who I, knows nothing about cars. Right, loves the show, and that, and that's the thing. It, it was a cult it, for for some. For, for some reason, it was a cultural moment. Top Gear was just yeah. like everybody was talking about it. Interesting. I still love well, uh, the, the Grand Tour on yeah, Amazon. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the episode where they bought, they flew to Florida, bought, oh, yeah. oh, bought <laughs> junker cars, and then had to drive to New Orleans. <laughs> and then and they paint. And they, the, the part where they were like, "Paint something that will get you in trouble." And so they were like, "I love gays and all this other stuff." And they Hillary Clinton for, for president, president, president and, and driving, driving through, through Alabama. Oh man, deepest. 
darkest Alabama, oh. and they had to stop for gas. Oh, and no. And everybody was looking at them. And, they... and the people went for... No, they weren't just looking at them. Some people got in their guns and chased them, and like, the they like the rocks. The footage, oh, for, the footage for that sequence is done on people's phones as everybody they run for their fucking lives. Oh yeah. Jesus! They they're like they're like we can't even we can't fish gas. Like get in the cars, get in the cars as like people are going for their gun racks yeah. for this deepest darkest Alabama, and they're like. And it's people like, are screaming at them, throwing It's things. like pe- people wonder why Jeremy Clarkson dumps on the U.S. on, on America so much. I was like, gee, I wonder why. Watch those episodes and <laughs> you'll see why he dumps on America. Yeah. All right, Mike, what do you got? All right. Um, you know, I'm going to start with um, I'm going to start with an, an anime, My Hero Academia. It's true that there's a lot of debate as to what your quirk actually is. Nobody's ever figured it out. It's one of the world's greatest mysteries. People are constantly talking about it online. But, well, the idea of passing on a quirk or inheriting, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I've never heard anything like that before. Powers are supposed to be unique to each individual. I mean, since the first superpowers, no one's ever been able to just give someone else their power like a present. That's crazy! If this is true, it would cause us to rethink everything we know about quirks to begin with. Uh, sounds like you're overthinking this whole inheriting thing. Stop nerding out! Okay, not familiar with this one. I've got to watch that. That's on my. Uh, yeah, I, Thanks, I, thank you. Thank you for letting me use a Crunchyroll. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I just got into that on Crunchyroll, um, which is a streaming uh, anime service. Ah. And I'm I'm gonna read the description from uh, Collider.com here because they describe it a lot better than I could. Um, don't let the superhero aesthetic of My Hero Academia turn you off if you feel comic book fatigue creeping in. This award-winning anime series is among the best in the subgenre. It centers on Deku, on Deku, who who's a, his actually name is uh, Izuku, who a powerless young boy born into a world where superpowers have become the norm. Yeah, in in, in this in, in this universe, eighty percent of people that are born have, have developed something like a little superpower yeah. called quirk. Some All of right. them big, some of them small. Um, when his conviction and willingness to sacrifice himself to save others reveals his heroic heart. He's granted a once-in-a-lifetime chance to become a superhero in earnest. Um, and then, you know, then he has to go... Then he goes to this uh, school called a UA where right. they're training the next, you know, training up the next class of superheroes. Um, and, you know, he's got to learn... Make, he's got to learn this power that he just got and it's way more powerful than he is. Mm. So, like, uh, you know, in the, first, in the first season or so, if he goes full out... Like if he like punches something as hard as he can, yeah. he will shatter his arm. Oh, unfortunately, um, there's a <laughs> there's a healing uh, woman that, <laughs> but she's a really old woman that heals you with by, by kissing you. Oh, <laughs> it's it's but it's hilarious. But I mean, you know, the episodes are only a half an hour long. The first season's only thirteen episodes. Second season like twenty four, but they really do fly by. And it, you get mm. to learn, you get to know the characters, you get to know all of his classmates. They develop relationships. Um, there's a couple of uh, characters that you meet that you know you think they're gonna be two mi- two dimensional, but yeah, they get much more complex. There's a guy that um, he can he can control fire with his right uh, his left hand and ice with his right, but his father's like the second greatest superhero and he wants to make him follow his his no. uh, path and mm-hmm. he doesn't want to. So hmm. it's really really good. I'm sure I'll hear what Joe thinks of it when he sees it. Well, <laughs> Here. My hero academia. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm going to pick one out of my honorable mentions list here. Uh, not really, it wasn't bingeable, but I had to binge it because I caught up during season three. Uh, that's Rick and Morty. This is bad, Morty. You're trapped in a dead man. Listen, if the situation keeps darkening, do yourself a favor and 
Popeye Pirates of the Pancreas. Obviously, I'm biased, but I think it's great, Morty. It's a bunch of pirates running around a pancreas. We don't whitewash it either, Morty. I mean, the pirates are really rapey. The top priority is to get, you know, you guys out of there, but I'm just saying, if that becomes impossible, please, you gotta treat yourself. <laughs> I yeah, watched, like, here. I think I watched the first two seasons in the span of four days on Oh my Hulu. god. <laughs> That, I think, is, I think that it, is a lot of Rick and Morty. Oh my god! Rick and Morty. I think it did the same thing actually. Oh my god, that show! It's like when I first started watching it, I'm like, "What the fuck am I watching?" And then I slowly started to like, "It's oh, that's what the fuck it's, I'm it, watching." It, it's, it's got a high bar for entry. Oh, it does. It I does. Try, I try to watch the first two episodes. I'm like, "Oh." God. It is not for the squeamish, but you know what? It got. It was the second episode when um, Rick had the thing for the dog. Yes. So the dog could uh, kind of be sentient. Yeah. And it just wakes Summer up. Where are my testicles? Where are my genitals, Summer? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he makes good. He makes up. He makes his own like exosuit. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. I mean, and and the episodes just get crazier from there. I, the, the what they do with the time travel and yeah. with the micro but universes. It's, it's funny though because it actually has an overarching. There's an overarching story to the story. whole thing, yeah. and that every there there is you know. There are millions of multiverses, and there are millions of Ricks, and each one of them has a Morty. And, oh, God, it's just... There were so many... I mean, the, the Pickle Rick episode is just so fucking crazy. I actually did see that one. I actually like that one. <laughs> well, because it takes, like, every action movie trope... Yeah. ...and turns it on its head. Even the Iron Man suit-up. Yes. And he's, like... He's just a sentient pickle. And the reason why is because he's trying to get out of therapy with his daughter. <laughs> yep. And yet they take him to therapy anyway. Yeah, they managed to get him to therapy. <laughs> what was it? What was the? What was the doctor's other specialty besides family therapy? Oh, something about like eating your own poop. Oh yes. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was great hearing Susan Sarandon talk about that. Yeah, she was the voice. Oh my it, God. It's, it's it's a fun show. I, I, uh, it's a deep. It's kind it, of deep. It's, it's deep, it's, and it isn't exa- once once I got the slowdown. Once I finished those those seasons, and could just ease into season three I can do I can, that's a better pace for it enough craziness for one half hour can you imagine another 70 episodes of that though? I don't think they're going to do 70 episodes they're high if they're going to get 70 episodes out of that uh, I mean it's a funny show I just uh, people like go, are going insanely nuts over the show they're like I just don't it's see the, it. the toxic it's very, fandom. It's a very meme-worthy show. <laughs> it's a, the it's a Szechuan, show. I just, the Szechuan debacle. Oh god! Yeah. Which, by the way, I had the Szechuan sauce. Is it any good? Oh my god! I've had sexual encounters with less build-up than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> so anyway, Catherine, you're up next. All right, I'm I'm going with another old classic, Xena Warrior Princess. Ooh, oh yeah. Because I I have that all on DVD still. Cause, what, what about Hercules? Uh, take or leave it, especially since Kevin is Kevin Sorbo's gone cuckoo. Yeah, full right wing. Yeah, I don't think he's right wing. He's just like no, 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 oh no, no, right wing is not where he he's. Past that. Okay, because I know he, he's like no, the face of the God's Not he, Dead series. He makes yes. Alex Jones look oh, sensible. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay, go on, Xena. We're not talking so about anyway, Hercules ever. Yeah, bring it back to. to What's up with Hercules and these insane loonies? James Woods, for God's sakes. Oh, God. Go ahead. Go ahead. But sorry. yeah, Xena, uh, 
that's a fun show. That's that's still I can I can sit down and watch that for an afternoon. Yeah. Um, just plug it in and just go. Just yeah. fun, goofy. And it's not even it's like, some of it's fun, goofy, but it gets pretty dark and serious. Oh yeah. You know, like like <laughs> when when they get into uh, what Zena's and Gabriella's children do. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a whole nother level. And then you know, I love the character of Callisto and what they did with her oh, yeah. over the seasons. Dude, she's she's batshit. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's like she she's like, I just want to die. I'm sick of being alive. And then they're like, okay, and that doesn't work either. Well, first she wants to be immortal, and then she doesn't like that, and so she's like, okay. And but it it all is very cool and interesting. Yeah, yeah. very much so. So. Yeah, just just too much again, too much to talk about with all the the characters. I mean, it does get it does get silly, and that's part of what it was. But, and it, of course, but it's always you know it, those those type you know starting with Hercules and Xena, they've always been had their silly moments. I mean, it's just, yeah, you know, it's kind they, of what they you have expect. musical episodes. Well, yeah, yeah, just... yeah. Well, they were they they were among the you know the, their musical episodes are good. I never dreamed that we'd be distanced by a hair. That all the trust we had would go How could I hate you? How could it come to pass this awful twist of fate? How could I hurt you? This madness can't be so I can't believe it I never dreamed that any barriers could rise Or that I'd ever see the stranger in your eyes Our hearts were hurting they were the ones that started that kind of thing. Right. And then everybody it's, else was like, oh, we should do that too. No, no, you shouldn't. But I mean, it's what you should expect from a Saturday afternoon syndicated TV show. You're going to have a silly moment. You know? Right. Right, exactly. But it was, you know, they snuck in some good stuff. The last season of Xena, like, nobody was paying attention anymore. Right. So they did whatever. They, they got away with murder. Also, they'd lost most of the crew and actors to the start of the filming of Lord of the Rings. Oh, because it was all Hercules and Xena were shot in, New Zealand. In, in New Zealand. Oh, okay. Yeah, but they Carl- still had, they still had Ted Raimi though. Yeah, they still had Ted Raimi and, and Lucy Sir. Lawless and and uh, and oh crap! Oh yeah. Um, oh. Renee O'Connor. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, Carl Urban went on to be Aylmer and oh, yeah. and, and uh, after being Cupid. <laughs> <laughs> and and Caesar. And the guy who played Mars died, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Ares, please. Oh, it wasn't Ares, set in Rome. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, he, he was killed in an accident on a... On a quad this, bike, I think. Something, yeah. It was it was some movie. Um, he was killed on the set yeah. doing a stunt. So that was that was sad. Because he was, he was funny and clever and also excellent. Yes, he was. He was a very good-looking guy. <laughs> and But he could also, you know... Like him and, and Alexander Tidings, who played uh, Aphrodite... Who was gorgeous, and oh, yeah. she could carry the funny mm. oh. really, really well. She had a few episodes where she did that. Yeah, she was hilarious. Yeah. Quite a quite a few. Whenever they got the <laughs> chance to, to show her chops. Joe. <laughs> All right, for my next pick, I picked, and I know I'm probably going to get some pushback on this one. Is altered carbon. Your body is not who you are. You shed it like a snake sheds its skin. We transfer the human consciousness between bodies to live eternal life. How long have I been down? 250 years. 
I binged this one. I really in two it took, took me two days because All I, couldn't, right. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't do this as a binge. This is a one episode every couple of days type of thing. I. The thing is, I love. You love Blade Dude, Runner. Well, no, actually, I, no, I'm kind of indifferent, I'm apathetic to Blade Runner. What? No, what I like is is any sort of fiction that has a deep, dense world, a, yeah. its own mythology, a very a world that I can be pulled into, and I care about. I want to know more about it. And Alton Carburton does a good job of it of, of that. And yeah, yeah, it 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 has a very Blade Runner vibe to it. It outblade the, the way I put it is out, it outblade Runner's Blade Runner. Mm. It does Blade Runner better than Blade Runner does. Is it as boring as Blade Runner? No. Okay. No, it's a it's a very much an action oriented move. Uh, I mean, TV show, but it's got a very good deep story. I'm sorry, Andy, but bo- Blade Runner is boring as shit. I yeah, love it. Twenty forty nine. I was a little bored by, but no, I mean, don't I enjoy Blade Runner, yeah. but I'm not. Fanatic about it, I can understand why people go, "Geez, what the hell?" Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say my... about about Alter Carbon, man. J- James Purefoy loves to show his dick. <laughs> <laughs> we used to watch. You didn't do that to followers. This episode's for the ladies. Yeah, no, he he would do that a lot in Rome. He was um, uh, Mark Antony in Rome, <laughs> and it's like, oh, I'm gonna clean my horse now. Swing. <laughs> <laughs> Rome, very good show. Um, anything else? <laughs> another, about another bingeable show. <laughs> is Rome yeah, bingeable? yeah, it is because not not enough people saw it live. So you get the DVDs, or you go on HBO Go and you just go episode after episode after episode after episode. And you just watch it. Well, that, <laughs> so back to Alton Carbon, and not James Pierpoint's dick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at this point, they're one and the same. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> is the the reason I found it very bingeable is. Just because it its mysteries are so deep and you want to find out what the hell is going on, right? You get sucked into okay. I got to see what the what what's going. You know, I want to see the next episode to see if they answer anything. And what and what you get it was swing swing low. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know. A part of it might be because I'm not the biggest Joel Kinnaman fan. Hmm? Like really? Joel Kinnaman? I thought you were. No. Uh-uh. You don't like Robocop. Yeah, I love RoboCop. I don't like the one that they made with him in it. <laughs> we were able to salvage his face in his hand. Why do we have the hand? Well, how else is he going to jack off? <laughs> My Robo dick. Sorry. <laughs> James, come over here. I need some help. Ah! There you go. All right, Mike, go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Glow. Ooh, good one. What, all, right, all right, take it easy. This is what's happening. All right? Yes, this is a wrestling show. And yes... You're all going to have to actually wrestle on cable television for thousands of people. That means tit grabs, cunt punches, shrinky dinks, that move that looks like a cat fight, but fancy. Did I say cunt punches? Yeah. Okay, good. Didn't go on my list because there's no new episodes yet. Yeah, well, so, so far there's only one season, but there's a second season coming. I have each episode, each show is like... 35 minutes long. Yeah, between 30 and 35 minutes, well, 10 episodes... Yeah, ten episodes um, from the entire season. So it's a it's a fast watch. It's an easy watch. It's a funny watch, and it is a great watch. There's a lot of really compelling characters. Yeah, and you don't have to be familiar with the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, circa 1985. I'm not to get the jokes. I am certainly not. But well, you it's, were five years old. Or I don't know. Seven. Uh, seven. Wait, wait, wait. When 85, was this? 85. 85. 
Same year, Back yeah, to the Future yeah, was released because apparently that stole uh, what's his name's <laughs> movie idea about have a guy going back in time and have sex with his mom. <laughs> you have to watch the show; it's it's really funny. Yeah, there are there are some relationships that that take a time to develop, but when they hit, they yeah. hit hard. And it's interesting too; it's a great cast. I mean, Allison Brie, um, no, Frank Mar- uh no. Mark Maron. Mark, Mark Maron. Yeah, Mark, Mark Maron is excellent. Didn't, didn't he win? Was no, he, he nominated for No, he was that, Actually, he would be up this year. They haven't announced that. They haven't made the Emmy he, nominated. He deserves that. He, he deserves an Emmy for his role. He, he was very good. He was, so he was good. nominated for something. Yeah. He's usually nominated I, for a show, Maron. Between yeah, two. Between, but, but no. No, no that's Galifianakis. Yeah, yeah I, was, I, I, just, I just read the uh, Entertainment Weekly article on GLOW. And it's like I saw one episode, and I was like, "Yeah, maybe." And, and now that, that reading that article motivated me, I'm like, "I should really watch this." It's yeah. it's great too because it's just like just like Stranger Things. It's got a great '80s soundtrack that almost reminds you that there was some really good non schlocky stuff in the '80s. Yeah, I mean, if, if for, I mean, you watch the trailer and you think it's just gonna be this like goofy, you know, poking fun at the grudgingly dressing. It it it, go, it goes much deeper. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It's a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. All right. On my list, I'm going to go with another Netflix uh, show, and this one was introduced to me by one of my uh, my coworkers, American Vandal. These are the dicks that you drew in Shapiro's class. Yeah. Right. Of course. And then this is the dicks that were drawn in the car. Oh. Yeah. Shit. They're completely totally different. different. Yeah. Wow. And we checked every single whiteboard dick that you drew in Shapiro's class, all had hairs. Yeah, I never forget the ball hairs. It's just, I mean, it's such an important part of the dick. And like the mushroom head's all off. Mine's way different. I usually just do like a, you know? And the mushroom tip. They really, that's like a heart almost. And they didn't even bring it up in your case. I've heard good things about that. All right, I haven't. I hadn't heard about the show until uh, Jacob texted me and goes, you need to watch American Vandal and you need to watch it now. Okay. So a week passes and he asked me if I watched it yet. I'm like, no, I haven't gotten around to watch it yet. I'm not familiar with it. He's like, okay, I'm going to sell you on the premise right now. So when you go on your lunch break, you're going to watch an episode. Okay, <laughs> it's a mockumentary done like a how to make a, how, you know, making a murderer type of, of documentary style film done by these high school students that are trying to get to the bottom of who spray-painted 27 dicks on the faculty cars at high school. Okay. And it goes for eight episodes, about 35 minutes each episode, and it's just this complex layer and web to get to the bottom of who spray-painted 27 dicks on the uh, faculty cars. Okay. It is brilliant. The way that they edit, the way that they film, the way that they ask questions about people. Um, the way that even though the kid is na- the, 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 this kid from the AV club is narrating this whole thing, he will let his feelings known about certain characters. Like it's just like they, there's like this list of you know the, the third base club, and one of these kids is like, oh really? Okay, good for him. So it's a full <laughs> mockumentary. It's a full mockumentary. Okay. It, it is it is highly worth your time. I. I tell everybody who's taught Netflix, school, I, I get, yeah. I get to watch it Anybody then. who's taught school needs to watch this. I told Jim. Jim's like, high schoolers are pigs. pigs. <laughs> hey. Yes, we were. He teaches my he teaches my niece. Yeah, I know. But you gotta watch it because the beauty is is that the guy that they're following, the you know, the subject, who the guy who's been accused of spray painting the dicks on the cars, 
isn't the most likable guy to begin with. So it really makes that compelling. It's like, do I want to see this guy get off? Or do I not? <laughs> He's kind of useless. I'll have to watch this. Definitely. Catherine, you're up. All right, I'm going to go with something that I would binge watch, but unfortunately I have to take it an episode at a time because my husband won't ah. binge it, is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon Prime. I've heard really good things about really that I love it. Did I mention that my husband left me? Woohoo! Okay. All right, but did I mention that he left me for his secretary? She's 21 and dumb as a Brillo pad. And, and I'm not naive. I know that men like stupid girls, right? Uh, but I thought Joel wanted more than stupid. I thought he wanted spontaneity and wit. I thought he wanted to be challenged. You know what I mean? Uh, you two are going to be together forever. Um, the story of her life, like, first of all, I, I'm into, like, the story of her life. It is very, you know, soapy and whatever. Yeah. But it's still, for me, it's fun. And the comedy bits are hilarious. They're really well delivered. She does a great job. They're they're building up her act, and like I'm only you know I'm on episode four or five at this point, and it's just it's a lot of fun. I definitely recommend that one hmm. if you're if you've ever seen a trailer for it and gone yeah maybe yeah definitely definitely. We have Amazon Prime. I just don't watch a lot of their shows. Yeah. Like usually if we watch anything on Amazon, usually it's like an older season of American Horror Story, but only the ones that Autumn doesn't find too, too super spooky. Because <laughs> that's just how that works. But uh, yeah, Marvel's Mrs. Maisel set in the set in the sixties, you know, sexual revolution and all that. It's it's hilarious. Check that one out. Then I think Autumn would like that one. I think so. Yeah. Joe. All right. For my next pick is like another... your last pick too. My last pick. Well, maybe well I mean, no, yeah, yeah, we've been going off on honorable mentions too. So, yeah, is another Netflix show stars Eric McCormick. It's called The Travelers. Oh, okay. In the future, we've developed a technology to project conscious mind to a host body. You recognize Marcy has a significant intellectual disability. You have. In our time, many years from now, humanity's been all but wiped out. We've come back to change that. Huh. Love this show. This is on its face, it's a sci fi time travel show, but the way they do it is very unique. Mm-hmm. And what it is, the, the, the premise of the show is you got this group of people from I think it's like 400 years in the future. Of course, the earth is destroyed, it's a dystopian nightmare, and everything <laughs> like that. They get sent back in time. To basically change the course of history to prevent right. this cataclysm that's going to change the earth. But the unique twist on it is that every time you time travel, you can't travel far past uh, farther past than the most recent arrival. So, say one team arrives, you can't travel pa- beyond. You can't pass them. You yet. can't pass them in time. You can only go forward <laughs> of them in time. And it's it's very unique and and it's paradox mo- nicely dodged writers. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Lazy writing. Yeah. <laughs> if you, you ever watched noti- Deadpool two this weekend, if you yeah. never ever notice anything that doesn't match from one scene to another, blame the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> what about that scene when you were, were riding off on a black horse and then it was a white horse? The next scene, wizard. <laughs> Thank you, Simpsons. But they, they fixed that on Game of Thrones in post. But the yeah. great thing about it is, you know, on its face, it's a sci-fi time travel show. But it also deal it deals with how these people 
deal with it, knowing that one, they can never go back to their mm. time and to their families and everything else like that. They're stuck with the within these little teams and how the relationships kind of form and break, right? And then having to deal with the consequences of their actions because they're being they're being commanded by this AI in the future that knows everything that's going on, right? And will like punish them. For screwing things up, yeah, or you know, not following orders and like that. It's it's wicked, your psychopath. It's wicked, wicked cool. And I, Thanks, I Ziggy. Yeah, and <laughs> it's it ended on a cliffhanger on two on, on season two, and nobody knew if there was going to be a third a third season. It yeah. just got picked up for a third oh, season. Oh, okay. Netflix, so. Question: Is this AI named Brainiac? No. Okay. They still won't get him right. <laughs> nope. All right, Mike. Won't get him right until he's played by uh, by. Um, I don't know how James Marsters did because I don't know enough about Brian. Christopher Walken. Oh. Booyah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, I'm going to go with Legion. Okay. Stop looking at me like that, man. I know. I'm dead. You killed me. <laughs> and I got to say, not cool, man. I did it. Yeah, you did. Don't blame her. Don't blame her. She was just a, what are you, passenger riding around in your body. Don't give a newbie a bazooka and act surprised when she blows shit up. Lenny, I'm sorry, man. No, it's cool. Not bad. I watched, like, several episodes all at once when you had the Hulu account and you loaned it to me. So I can oh, watch. I've got it back. You do? Yes. All right. Specifically so I could watch Legion. Well, you should now use it to watch Runaways as well. That's true. Yeah, that's that's my next pick. Um, Spoiler. Yeah, go ahead about Legion. Uh, I mean, it's it, it is set in the X Men universe. There are mutants, but the fact that they, it's dealing with David Holler and his mental illness. Yeah, I mean, it, he's you don't know what's real and what isn't real. Is basically what it comes down to. Yeah, that's, that's the impression I, I haven't watched it. But that's the impression I get from it. It's like you don't know what is real. Oh, right. but by by the uh, within within like the few episodes of the ending, you come to realize a fairly significant, a fairly significant but lesser well known uh, Marvel supervillain is involved. Not the Vanisher. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. X Force. Yeah, that's a little derivative. <laughs> that's not going Nobody to asked you, Gary. That's not going to spoilers here. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, the build-up to that, and, you know, the fact it's just, like, jumping inside his mind and seeing, like, what, what how he's, like, kind of arranging his mind to deal with his own psychosis and how other people deal with those as well. It, if I remember my, my X-Men lore, isn't David one of the most powerful mutants in the he world? He is. He's yeah. a, he, he, has a he has a multiple personality <coughs> disorder, and every personality has its own power. So when he centralizes himself, he's able to time travel, go back in time, attempt to kill Magneto, instead kills his own father, uh, Charles, Professor Xavier. Charles Xavier, and sets off the Age of Apocalypse. It, 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 does, it, it doesn't come out and say it, but it does basically imply that, yeah, th- he is... He is definitely Xavier's son, uh, but of course, you know, well, we don't we don't see Xavier. Anyway. Right, you won't just due to contractual and money reasons. But well, I've heard second season maybe. Actually, second season's airing right now. Isn't yeah, it, it is. Dang, I got that. Damn it, I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I just I like that the X Men does have their own contained universe now, and it expands just like AMCU with the TV and the and the yeah. movies. You won't see Deadpool in there though. Damn, that'd be fun. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, you might get Black Tom Cassidy. (laughs) Black Tom, Tim. All I remember is African American. God damn it, that movie. Alright. But yeah, Legion Legion is is a head trip, but it's a very good head trip. Uh, You have to really sit through the season, I think episode four, before things, things start clicking into place, though. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, my next pick is from Comedy Central, and one I just recently discovered and have been showboxing the hell out of. Another period. Oh, darling, your friends, the Claudette sisters, they've passed. <gasps> Our best friends died. Finally. The Claudette sisters passing means there's two spots open in the Newport 400, the 400 most important white people in all of America, and I know who's going to fill them. Who? Us. <gasps> well, I'd like to propose a toast to the death of our social rivals. To the Claudette sisters. And to tuberculosis for taking their lives at such a young age. Yes. <laughs> mm. Which is uh, Ricky Lindholm from uh, Garfunkel and Oates. Man, I can't remember the, the, woman's, the other woman's name, but essentially it's a Keeping Up with the Kardashians-style mock- mockumentary that takes place in 1902 Newport, Rhode Island during the Gilded Age. <laughs> so... They are over-pampered, rich bitches. Oh, God. And um, their brother, who's um, Ricky Lindholm's twin, they, they are, they're having a sordid affair. And, uh, oh, there's just so much going on. Uh, Michael Ian Black, you guys remember who Michael Ian Black yeah. is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Plays Peepers, the, the, the head butler. He shows up on pretty much all of the VH1, I love the 80s. Yes, I love yeah. The 90s. It's just, it's funny because it's, it's really on the nose how awful the rich are to their servants and oh, to I've everybody a, I've, else. I've seen a few episodes. One was like they, um, a couple of guys adopted or wanted to adopt the baby and they took one of the maids. Yeah. They took the maid's baby. Yeah. And they were like, gave it back to her or something like that. And it was just like, oh yeah. No, I don't. There's, there, there are several great bits. There's this really good bit where um, David Wayne's character is was shot with an arrow and they bring the doctor and he's like no don't worry I've never lost a white patient before <laughs> and then my all time favorite had to pause because I was laughing so hard they were doing a beauty pageant but it was a beauty pageant for women babies and cabbages oh god and during the talent section one of the one of the sisters um, pulls out the old tried and true classic Mick face where she paints her face like just super super white, puts on a red uh, a red <laughs> wig, and just sings a song about constantly being pregnant <laughs> and drunk. God. Hey, it scored two tens and a zero from the guy from uh, from Cork <laughs> County, Ireland. But we must be sensitive to all the white races. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus! It's so awful, but it's so much fun to watch. And it's just you keep like you got another one in you. You got another one in you. And that's what she said. <laughs> Catherine, what do you got? Uh, this is off the scripted television yeah, thing, that's fine. But, but Mythbusters. Who are the Mythbusters? Am I missing an eyebrow? Adam Savage, 
I reject the reality and substitute my own. And Jamie Heineman. Quack, damn you. I wouldn't say Jamie's an evil genius. Between them, more than 30 years special effects experience. When will the fun ever stop? They don't just tell the myths, they put them to the test. Mythbusters. I can watch Mythbusters for hours. Oh, hell yeah. I can say Mythbusters because we watched a whole bunch of them in Mexico. Actually, <laughs> in, on, on Netflix, uh, the, the B team, uh, they have a show. They It's um, only one season, but it was called The White Rabbit Project. Yep. That one's actually quite good as well. Yeah, that was. I, I watched a few episodes of that, and, and uh, we just never got around to watching the rest of them. But that was that was fun. Um, where they were doing, you know, continuing to subject themselves to crazy experiments. Uh, but yeah, the you know I watched, started watching the show near the very beginning, and I watched it through to the end, um, and have a bunch of episodes on DVD, and so and, and things I recorded off the TV that I then put on DVD myself, and have it's you, just. Have you seen any of the new episodes? No. Nope. Oh, okay. Actually, the new guys are, aren't bad. I don't I, even I know how to get to this stuff anymore. <laughs> I, I'm just like, I've torn. Freeform is a channel? Yep. <laughs> I've downloaded Somehow. some of the episodes. Yep. Um, they're, they're not bad, actually. Showbox. They've got, they've got a myth dog now. Oh, yep. God. But yeah, I can just, you know. Beppo, the, the, the myth dog. It, no, there's like there's almost never a point where I can't say, you know, either they prove this on Mythbusters or they disprove that on Mythbusters. <laughs> you know, there's something comes up every day where I just want to be like, yeah, that's true. No, nope, that never happens. <laughs> I, I will say, though, I, I, I still, it still kind of bugs me that, that their, their, their experiment on um, drying with paper towels versus drying with a... Uh, Regular uh, towel? And, uh, no, no, a... Um, the hair dryer, hand dryer. Yeah, hand oh. dryer. They... I, I, I have issues with their experimentation method. Okay. Because it looks like they're only allowed for one press of the button, and you're, you never get your hands dry with one hand. No, you never do. Well, it, wasn't, it wasn't about dry. No, I It was know. about germs. And the fact that as you're drying your hands under the hair dryer, and any germs left on your hands are sprayed <clears throat> all over the wall. Yeah, because you're, plus you're supposed to be doing this under your hand. Under the, yeah, I right. do, well, I do that. What I do, though, is I take a paper towel and dry my hands off. Get all the excess water with off that. And so I God use the hands for. Yeah, that's exactly. And and you know that the and generally, if there's a hand dryer, there's no paper towels. Right. Hmm. Like there, there are very well. rare bathrooms. Unless, that have unless you want, unless you want to use the toilet paper and just make no, it no, no, no. <laughs> and on that note, Joe, do you have anything else? <laughs> Skip over you just because <laughs> awful image. <laughs> I will say I do I do binge a lot of anime on Netflix. You know, and lately I've been the one anime I've been watching lately is uh, Sword Art Online, which I'm watching again because I watched I loved the first <laughs> I loved it the first time around. Mm, that's a good one. Actually, I, I've gotten into uh, Devil's a Part Timer. Oh, that one's so good. That is a really good one. That and blue and uh, and uh, Blue Exorcist. Oh, oh yeah, I love Blue Exorcist. Sorry, I managed a Suncoast. It's your <laughs> obligatory Suncoast mention for the show. There was so much anime. If it so wasn't for Suncoast, I wouldn't get the anime that True. I wanted to watch. I bought, I bought my first DVD at Suncoast, and it was an anime one. It was the entire series of Tenshi Mew. I mean I, 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 I mean, I loved anime before Suncoast, but if I wanted it like a... VHS or DVD I had to go to Cambridge oh my god because it was the, the only anime the only store that sold anime was this little hole in the wall store in off of Harvard Square 
Pandemonium. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was going there back when it was like a few rooms up some rickety stairs, yep. and every room's floor was a different angle. And then they moved over to the uh, the mall. The is that, mall, that is, little is that the place with that like that really boss pizza place? And in Harvard Square, right? Maybe. All right. Yeah. I know uh, Tokyo Kid opened for yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gallery. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, not the gallery, but but uh, yeah. Then they moved to Central Square. Yeah. Did did pandemonium. And then Suncoast, and I'm like, oh hey, look, all the anime I can ever want. Great. Oh. <laughs> all right, Mike, go ahead. All right, uh, I'm gonna go with Runaways. All right, another one, another on Marvel base. Yeah. I'll drive. Wait, uh, hold on a second. I am all for the idea of rescuing Alex, but we have no clue what we're going up against. It could be my church. Or the cops. Alex and I found out our parents paying off the police. Okay, so, just so I understand, we're either going to be facing off against Gaborim enforcer types, or a corrupt branch of the LAPD. Could just be generic kidnappers. With no weapons and no plans. We have the staff and each other. Plus, like I keep telling you guys, I'm really, really strong. Really? Not now. What about Chase? I sent him like a million texts. But he hasn't answered any of them. Shouldn't he be here? We'll keep trying him on the way, but we can't lose Alex. Um, I read the comic book. Enjoyed the comic book. Oh yeah, I, I, as did I. <laughs> the thing about the the series, though, is it it delves much deeper into the parents. Good. Uh, yeah, and in the uh, comics, the parents were the villains. Right. Nothing more than that. This one, it goes into their their desires, their wants, their needs, their, their care, their care for their kids. Yeah, uh, a couple of them are having a, an affair with the other one. Hmm. Uh, some of them don't really want to be into this into this group anymore. But yeah, I mean, still the core is the kids and them trying to deal with the fact that they just discovered their parents are not good people. No, no, they're not. <laughs> um, I am about four episodes in because then I dropped Hulu and now I got it back so I can continue awesome. watching. Awesome. But yeah, I mean, the, the kids are all solid. Um, they look good too. They look yeah. like the characters in the comic book. Yeah, and they're not like your typical, like, you know, good looking. A couple of them are because, but that's yeah. how the characters are. But the rest of them are, just, you know, they're just normal, average looking people, but it totally fits for how they're supposed to be. Right. Awesome. All right, so next up on my list is the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. It would be cool if Gina Davis were my mom, though. I'd be all, I don't want to do my homework, Gina Davis! What are you doing to Gina? I did not get this so you could talk to it. I got it because the dry cleaner guy's back was turned and they owed me for shrinking all my pants. Shut up. Well, Andrea wants me to pretend to talk to my mom, so it's either this or that water stain that looks like a face. Kimmy. That does not look like... Oh, my God! What do you want? I'll do whatever you say! Titus, my therapy homework is hard enough. I don't have time for you to freak out at the wall. <gasps> Who sent you? You're not welcome here! <laughs> now entering its fourth season on Netflix. God, I is, love this show. I have to watch this, this show. It's, so, it's the last season they're splitting it in two. Uh, um, it's about... It a, always works. I, I yeah. watch, everybody raves about it. It's about yeah. a woman who is deemed one of the, uh, the uh, Montana mole women... Because she was kidnapped by this cult leader who kept her, two other women, and a maid in an underground bunker for like 15 years. The, the, the guy, the cult leader, is played by John Hamm. Oh, and he God. Is no. So <laughs> goddamn brilliant. He only makes a couple of, of appearances, but he's so. Because it's John Hamm. He's how charming he wants to be. Well, he's, he's such a. He is underrated as a comedic actor. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But. The, the feds raid this underground bunker, 
and Kimmy finds freedom. She hasn't interacted with anybody except for these three women for 15 years. So she moves to New York to try to make it on her own and lives in a shack with one of the greatest characters on TV, Titus Andromedon. <laughs> um, who wants to, wants to be a big Broadway star and is just like the most dysfunctional gay person on television. He's, he's sick and Kimmy's like, maybe you should eat some fruit. Fruit? What is, what is... She gives him a piece of orange. It's so wet. Yeah. <laughs> it's just there were so many great little gags that run through it. Um... Jane Krakowski's character is a rich divorcee who also happens to be a Native American. What? Married, yes, yeah, exactly. They keep calling her a white idiot, though. <laughs> who marries a guy whose family runs the um, the Washington Redskins. Oh, God. So she's made it her life's uh, work to change the... The team's name. Change the team's name, exactly. Honestly, the, the three, these three seasons are brilliant. There's so much good stuff in them. And if you liked if you like Thirty Rock at all, you'll you'll really enjoy it. <laughs> all right, please. I got. I, I'll watch and the it, theme song, it... the the theme song is infectious. Because do, do you remember the the actual mole women, the the three women that were kidnapped by that guy? Yeah. And like the neighbor was just like this out of his mind old black guy who was talking about. You know, I knew somebody was. I knew there was trouble when these three pretty white girls run up to a black man and tell him that there's something wrong. And they actually put a like a dubstep beat under it. They do the same thing with this. Dubsteps for pussies. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's brilliant. You need to check it out. And the new season's coming up at the end of the month. So right. yay me. <laughs> All right, let's uh, do some cleanup here. Catherine, you got any other last minute shows you want to talk about? Um. There's, there's other shows. I, I'd had some like honorable mentions on my list, but nothing I really need to talk about. Yeah. I don't think. No, I mean we. I mean for the most part, we we Diane and I binge a lot of like intervention hoarders. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Live PD. Like there was the stuff I binged while I was bored to death at my office. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's just ba- like background, like <laughs> yeah, background. Yeah, yeah, like 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 toddlers and tiaras and stuff like that. But that's, right. That's that's just a train wreck that you must watch. Um. I, I do have an enormous Tom Baker collection okay. on DVD, nice. so I can I have most of Doctor Who for um, uh, on DVD. <laughs> it's a stack of discs of at least two feet high. Nice. I'm not kidding. The boxes are, but it was on for seven years. Yeah, <laughs> so that is that is fun. I can I can actually get Joe to sit through that for oh. like a whole story. Wow, not just, wow, not just one episode. Well, because he he loves Tom Baker, he thinks he's hilarious. And, and to be fair, back then the episodes were half an hour long. Yeah, that's true. It, it was like four to six episodes. Very, conden- very condensed. Yeah, yeah. A story. Yes. Yeah, stories. Stories were generally four episodes. Sometimes they were. Sometimes they were six. Sometimes they were two or three. Yeah. But uh, yeah, four was four was about the average. So it's like two hours. You settle in. You're good. Yeah. Joe, and no, I'm good. You good, Mike? I got a couple I can quick shot. Yep. Um, uh, Am- in the Amazon series The Tick alright yeah Serafinovitz I heard that's good I haven't watched it yet yeah it's pretty enjoyable uh, First, se- the first season is like six episodes alright and I know there's a second season coming soon and um, we talk about Arrested Development yeah um, The Slayers an anime series also on Hulu oh. it's uh, sword and sorcery but it's heavy comedic doses in that uh-huh. it's uh, the main character is a uh, sorceress named 
Lena Inverse, who is um, oh brother, yeah she she I think she lean likes, in, huh? Lena Inverse. That's a twist on the lean in. Oh, oh, Cheryl Sandberg. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. I don't know. This is from Japan, so maybe not. Uh, uh probably. Eh. It's also from like the mid nineties. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. But um, he she's like possibly one of the most powerful sorceresses in the world. But she's also like 16 and she has a flat chest, which she is very <coughs> sensitive about. And God her, damn it, anime. Her companion is a, uh, a, master, sword, a master swordsmith, uh, so, no, master sword fighter named Gaudi, uh, Gaudi, Gaudi foot, Gabriev, <laughs> Gaudi, Gaudi Gabriev, but he is also dense as a rock. Um, and so, and he and he and Alina kind of team up kind of haphazardly but then they stick together and the first season um, is the first season is on Hulu unfortunately yeah. the later seasons aren't but it, it does tell a, a continuous story although there are breaks like the yeah. like after the first 12 episodes and they take a break and then um, have a few kind of standalone cool but it's very enjoyable very very funny very funny indeed all right, and like, I have one that's just a light honorable mention here. Orange is the New Black. Autumn has got into the show more than I did, but I did watch all of the last season. It was really, really good. I've heard good things. It, it's funny, and it's not like overly dramatic, but they had to change the rules for uh, the Emmys because if it goes an hour, you're a drama. You're not a comedy. What? Yeah. Well, also... Uh, it's, it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's like the uh, Golden Globes rule. Oh, yeah, the musical or comedy. Which is uh, The Martian. Right. That, that is the funniest musical I've ever seen, I know. Yep. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. So any shows real quick that you don't binge, but yeah. you need, just quickly, need people to get on board and just start watching right away? Yeah, the ones I, ones I just listed. Yeah. Well, those, yeah, obviously. I'm telling you right now, if you haven't watched this season of Westworld yet, fucking oh binge that. Oh my god. Get on it. Fucking binge um, that. Yeah. Five hours I, I, of your I, life, yeah, you're going to be happy you got... I gotta and watch, uh, if watch you Ford. haven't already, yes. Yes. for the love of God, Game of Thrones. I don't know what's wrong with you, Mike. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> although I was like, that was something that I was. I've been watching, you know, just to remind myself of the seasons and wait until it comes yeah. out again next year. And I'm at a point where you know bad things are happening to this one character, and I was like, I'm tired of watching bad things happen to her right now. So I'm gonna watch X Men Apocalypse instead. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? Yeah. <laughs> Bad things happen to her. No, no. She happens to other people. Yes. That's true, yeah. And well, she's getting her own movie, so anyways. Yep. Yeah, she we, is. Yeah, so we don't know yet if bad things are happening to her. Because we don't know how the movie is. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes, <laughs> Simon Kinberg is a first-time director, so... Um, right, and they're taking the, the name X-Men off the title. Yeah, it's just, just going to be called Dark, Dark Phoenix, Phoenix now, yeah. Just in case. But the X is in a circle. I'm sure the X is in there. No, no, I've seen the poster. It is. It's Dark Phoenix with an X in the circle. X-Force. X-Force. <laughs> so anyway, that was a nice quick conversation. Sugar bear. <laughs> I never let anything happen to Sugar Bear. <laughs> so next episode, we start... <laughs> next episode, we start our summer podcast series. And as always, we start off with some food. So we're going to be talking about our favorite ice cream and frozen treats. Yay! Klondike bar. Huh? Klondike bar. Don't give it away, Mike. God, talk about building suspense there. Yeah. Like... Well, you don't know if I like it or if I don't like it. Nah, okay. That's true. 
Come on, so we're you're so talking. you were so quick to drop it out there. Who doesn't like Honda Bar? All right, so we're going to be talking about our favorite ice cream flavors, our favorite ice cream like treats out of a box. Honda Bar. Oh my god! Uh, your favorite <laughs> treats from the ice cream man, Klondike Bar. <laughs> As well as your favorite places to get ice cream during the summer. Cause... That's not Kimball's, okay? Because everybody oh around here... Oh, my God. If you live in Massachusetts, yes, we get it. You love Kimball's. <laughs> oh, jeez. I tried to go to Kimball's on, uh, last Friday. Yeah. You can't because uh, Fridays apparently are their classic car days. Fast, and fast, plus. Well, they, well, they, they, they have cars. Well, the, they one have in th- the one in Thursday... Yeah, the one in, th- on, in Westford has... Uh, Cruise night on Thursday. The one in Lemonster has it on Fridays, mm. and the one up in Jaffrey has it on Saturday. Yeah, they, have, they are so busy they have cops directing people in and yep, out. That's redonk. So yeah. anyway, no thank you. If you guys have any favorite ice creams you want to talk about, especially ice cream uh, treats that don't exist anymore, I think about that. That's hard. Yeah. That's I, hard. I have one, and I've talked about it on the show before. But we'll wait I know what you're week. talking yeah, about. We're not talking about it until next time. I right. know exactly what you're. So mean, please you're email us at geeksaladradio at gmail.com. You can also uh, hook up with us on Facebook at Geek Salad Podcast or on Twitter at Geek Salad Radio. Uh, you can check out our entire archive at geeksalad.podbean.com or on the Geek, on the Podbean app or the Stitcher app or iTunes or hopefully soon Google Mu- uh, Music and Spotify. Thanks, Julie. <laughs> also, check out our YouTube page, which is Geek Salad on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, to get our latest videos, we're putting out content every week now, yeah. which is kind of cool, including this podcast, because we'll do the audios for these podcasts, too, as long as they pass muster with copyright. <laughs> What's that? Oh, yes. Yes, exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> so, until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. Go for it, baby. Oh, cool. Talk to you later. Every single person on the face of the earth to do it. Yay.